pneumonia. Dude, I'm sorry about your breakup, but you gotta understand, dude. It was her loss, bro. Facts. Like, you gotta pick your head up. There's a lot Believe of beautiful it, women out there, and I guarantee okay. you. You sure? She just. She didn't know any better, dude. But oh, you yeah, do. You're so, right. You know what I mean? You're right. You gotta realize that you're the one that got the juice. This is the wisdom. Damn, that's. Keep that shit pushing. Just focus yep. on you. Focus on you. Get your weather together. Yeah, oh, hell yeah. Okay. That. You're right. Just let this rest come to you. Much love and big up yourself. You dig? You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, uh, much love, chat. Holy yeah, shit. Much, much love. Cool runnings. I feel wow. like I can run through a brick wall right now. Dude, you're unstoppable. Your white boy Man, summer like, has uh, officially begun. For real. I'm about to have the best white boy summer ever, and that's saying something. <laughs> that's, yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what that's saying, to be honest. But I don't know either, because frankly, I mean, the summer is up to Chet now. White boy summer can see no color anymore. <laughs> I feel like we, by saying that, you are offering me a white boy summer pass. <laughs> Look, all, all, all I'm saying is that I be, I was down bad before that video, and then Chet <laughs> Hanks popped out of nowhere and gave me like the best pep talk of my life, and now it's gonna be a white boy summer, dude. This is the man who just reached out of the internet and touched you right in the heart. This is the guy who literally just moved the boat with vibes. Yeah. No, Chet literally was like, he woke up and he was like, oh, fuck, I just need to tap in real quick. Um, What if we like turn the steering wheel to the left a couple times and then press the gas? Like it doesn't even look that stuck. You know what I mean? Let me know if y'all vibe with that. (laughs) Oh, we all vibed with that. I mean, we did. The boat vibed with that. Like (laughs) you, you will never convince me that he didn't move that boat with his mind and with like all his vibes, which makes him a class enemy. Uh, it makes it even more certain that he is. Cause I, I personally missed the boat. I loved the boat. Uh, I was planning to like copycat the boat. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know about this. I, I gotta say, I really don't know about this whole, this white boy summer though. I mean, it sounds like, I mean, the, <laughs> I mean, let's feel like the raw energy, um, really made it what it is because you know really if you read the transcript of it it kind of sounds like a threat like white boy summer kind of is like you know what what does that mean man but yeah i don't i i just i don't want i mean if this is if this is bad vibes like that's on me i just i don't keep any solidarity with whiteness so like as you should <laughs> i mean i just i i don't see how i can i can take part in this <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and um, I I love how Chat uh, you know, tr- differentiates. He's like, you know, it's not about uh, it's not like Trump or NASCAR type white boy summer. It's uh, it's me. <laughs> it's, it's me and my friends and Jack Harlow <laughs> type white boy summer. Okay, I mean these <laughs> right, yeah. Now these, I I think you know it'd be very trite and tedious of me to say that like he's uh trying to separate white boy summer from white boy supremacy using mm-hmm. like cultural empty cultural signifiers that like <laughs> are not really like you know the real roots of white supremacy or anti-blackness in america but like 
Uh, that would be very tedious and trite of me. So, like, I, I guess, I guess let's, I, I guess, I guess I'm in. Okay. Uh, so, how do I have a white boy summer? All right, I'm well, hearing there are some rules and regulations. Yeah. So there's there are some rules and regs that we need to follow, and uh, Chad actually made it really clear. So let's listen in and just hear what he has to say. Oh wow, wow, wow! Woke up this morning, internet gone mad again. Sheesh. <laughs> Um, but Dude, I could never pull off saying sheesh in uh, any accent. Rules and regs. <laughs> I don't know if he can either. White boys okay, rule number one. Uh, to all my white boys out there, no plaid shirts. Okay, okay. can't be looking okay. like a picnic table. Okay, sir. Uh, I mean, you know I what I'm talking for about? Leave that shit at home. The uh, <laughs> vineyard vines and you know Ralph Lauren or whatever. Yeah, those are fall colors. Leave that shit so. at home. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm putting I'm, on a black tea, right. a white tea. You know what I mean? No. I'm not black team, white team, uh, Rule number two. Yeah, I don't know. No Sperry Topsiders. Yes. 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 Canceled. No, nope. I don't need to hear any more of this. This is white supremacy. But, like, you out of everyone do live on a boat, but, you know, I think... Chat made this a white boy summer, and the rules and regs say no boat shoes, dude. So, well, I'm out then. <laughs> Welcome back to Mechanical Freak. We're coming to you live from Seattle, that uh, neoliberal dystopia on the bleeding edge of hell or something. I'm on the boat. I'm here with Munya e. and the rest of the gang. Uh, are stuck in an elevator together somewhere, mm-hmm. having hijinks that uh, we could only dream of. Must so, be fun. I think I think we've cleared up the position on White Boy Summer. I, I don't know that we've arrived at like a synthesis or like a, a unitary position for the podcast. I am against it mm-hmm. on primarily on the grounds of my. Um, my nautical maritime culture um, <laughs> and secondarily that it sounds like um, some weird uh, race shit that I don't want to participate in. Mm-hmm. Thanks chat for, for saving my life, dude. I now have a positive outlook on life. I'm now cured. So thank you. Munya's ready for summer, everybody. I'm ready for summer. I'm ready to get back out there. I'm ready to meet new people, ready to leave old relationships in the past. And that's because of chat's motivational speech. So thank you, man. That rocks. Oh, oh, the best detail of the whole thing is that your friends who got you that cameo did so, booked that cameo like a day before the yes. White Boy Summer dropped and the world was changed forever. So like... Visionaries. Your friends have a fucking finger on the pulse of something. Like someone is catching the vibe early. Absolutely. Radiating. Um, I mean, I, I, was, I was mind blown when I heard that they booked it before. Yeah, get some stock tips out of that that friend of yours yeah for real <laughs> i need it <laughs> um okay so the so the big story today uh, aside from all the stuff we just talked about yeah it's a real bummer the uh the boat is floating apparently which you know man, ha- has they me. hyped it up to be like a week or two stuff yeah man we couldn't even well, give us that you, couldn't you give gotta us two like weeks. Under promise and over deliver, you know, when the whole world's looking at you like that, that's good project management. It is. Um, but there's also news in Seattle today. Uh, city council voted unanimously to grant uh, tenants a right to council in Seattle. Ooh-wee. 
that's pretty good um yeah. as these things go as like uh you know the minor reforms that we uh sort of are allowed to have in uh the neoliberal hell that we call home mm-hmm. um so this is from the stranger uh from natalie graham on slog the council voted nine to zero to grant seattle's tenant facing eviction a right to free legal representation council member shama swant brought forward the legislation uh which was then co-sponsored by andrew lewis and tammy morales with the passage of this eviction protection seattle joins cities like new york san francisco and philadelphia that already have right to counsel laws in place the laws estimated to cost the city's uh annually it was originally proposed to be voted on like two weeks ago but council member alex peterson moved to delay the vote after jenny durkin mayor jenny extended seattle's eviction moratorium he ended up even voting for he had voted against it in like committee and uh ended up voting for the final bill there was some i know there were some amendments some that sawant at least one that uh, Sawant voted against about um, adding a need for someone to receive this to self-certify that they're indigent to mm-hmm. uh, as a uh, reason to be in need of counsel, meaning un- basically meaning legally meaning unable to pay for it. And I think Sawant, you know, uh, voted against that on the basis that it was like a means test and all the reasons that means tests are bad. What I'm reading seems to say that at the very least, it seems like a means test without much of a test. Um, yeah. Now this I think is in the details. sounds like all people have to do is, is self certify. Now, I mean, if you don't even have a lawyer yet to explain that to you, like <laughs> this is, you know, this, this is where this gets more complicated, but yeah, um, uh, but it's just as means tests go, it doesn't seem like that strenuous of one, but it always depends on how it's implemented. I mean, that's the point of means tests we know are to sort of bog down and sort of, uh, find, you know, bureaucratic ways to just get, make people unserved and cut costs. So I could see it both ways on this. It was added supposedly to, um, prevent legal challenges on some basis that I don't know, but there was some, it was felt that, uh, there were some possible legal holes that are complicated that doing this, uh, might shore up. So anyway, they passed it. Uh, I don't know when that goes into effect, but that means, um, if you're brought to court, uh, right now to be evicted, uh, then you in the city of Seattle, then you will get a lawyer, presumably. Uh, they should have you know time to ramp this program up, considering there is still a eviction moratorium. It's good, and it's great that it passed unanimously too. I'm happy that Shama brought it forward, and you know, I mean, I think it's proof that people like Shama can really you know work within City Hall and you know get these wins. It's kind of counter to the narrative that we've heard a lot about, like how Shama's too antagonistic, or you know, she, you know, yeah. can't doesn't really work, uh, you know, with the council that much, but, um, you know, I think that this common sense, well, I don't want to say common sense, but like, you know, this, um, you know, tenants rights, uh, bill, you know, got passed unanimously by the council. So, uh, I mean, and that was brought forward by Shama like back in January. So, you know, uh, yeah, this was a big push. Like 
No, I think I think you're exactly right. Like from the other members on the council, sometimes from the Seattle Times, from the fucking right wing in this town, like every from the sort of you know chamber and Amazon lobby, like everybody, the the, and I think this is something that is like it is in the common wisdom, right? That like Sawant can't get anything done because she's not a team player and she alienates the rest of the council. And the way you actually get stuff done is, uh, you know, working together and like making deals and like, and bullshit like this, uh, which of course is bullshit. Um, but yeah, this really does illustrate it, doesn't it? It's like, I mean, you can say like, well, this is a basic thing that, uh, you know, everyone could agree on. It was good legislation. And it's, I mean, you can say it all you want, but like, then why didn't someone else do it? you know before like yeah. a long time ago why didn't it why didn't somebody else get it done uh the reality is chama Sawant, her office her army of supporters have been pushing for this you know there was impassioned testimony there you know this is this is a, a this is a win for for shama and the movement that she's built and it's cool it's i mean I, yeah it's just a shot to the heart of that bullshit argument that's a good call Monia. right and yeah, I mean, they put in the work, you know? Yep, exactly. Um, good organizing. So now, like I said, you would think like they'll have time to ramp this up because there's an eviction moratorium. The Stranger article mentioned Jenny Durkin extended the city's moratorium till June 30th, I believe. The federal moratorium just went to June, got extended to June 30th, I believe. And I'm not sure about this, but I want to say that's also when the state's current moratorium ends. I'm not as sure about that one. But mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. what's interesting is uh, it turns out that despite all these moratoriums on eviction related, of course, to the pandemic, people are still getting evicted. Maybe not at the same rate, but of course we know like that just means people are going deep into debt to their fucking landlords, um, becoming serfs essentially. Yeah. So I'm going to read a bit from an editorial from Crosscut by Katie Wilson. I'm going to skip a bit here. Like uh, sort of this follows the story of a renter who's being just fucking railroaded unbelievably by her landlord just being fucking stolen from fucking swindled. Mm -hmm. uh, we'll kind of skip that and get to the part of, you know, the eviction process in the courts. Her landlord, after a long like railroad swindle runaround is evicting this person saying with one of the Washington state loopholes, which is that you can evict someone with 60 days notice. If the, if you're planning to sell the property, which is like if, Oh, if you're, if you decide this isn't worth it anymore, if you're basically, Oh, if you're losing money, like the reason you would want to evict a tenant, well, you can do that. If you, if you say you're going to sell it, she quotes the renter, it was 100% about rent, but they couldn't say it was about rent, she says. If the LLC really wanted to sell the property, she points out, they could have done so with the tenant still in place. Which again, which should be a you know red flag that the this loophole in the mor state moratorium is bullshit in the first place. Complete bullshit, right. It's also worth noting that there are basically no consequences for a landlord that fix and evicts a tenant on the grounds that they intend to sell, but huh. then never actually sells or even lists the property. Um, that sounds like something that can get kind of exploited, Greg. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, so basically what we know about 
the Washington State eviction moratorium is all you have to say is, yeah, I'm planning to sell the property and there's no, um, there's no system because of course there's no like system set up to protect renters in general, except the, on the barest theoretical premise, the courts, which of course are actually, that is the only venue where a renter could get protection. But of course that is, they are set up to benefit obviously the landlords, you know, I mean, this just shows basically what like a bullshit facade, the eviction moratorium is right on its face. Right. The fact that it has this, this major easy caveat, it's been engineered to benefit the landlords and to to tell this lie that we have this eviction moratorium. Uh, landlords who want to get out of it, the opportunity is there. So the article goes on. This time, Jennifer found legal representation through the Housing Justice Project of King County Bar Association. She had a strong case. Her situation was clearly covered, covered by the federal moratorium, a national order halter, halting residential evictions issued by the Center for Disease Control and Prevention in September 2020 and later extended through March 21st. Jennifer signed the required declaration and delivered it to her landlord, who predictably wouldn't bend. They headed to court again. That's when King County Superior Court made a very strange call. First, a commissioner and then Judge Regina Cahan ruled the national moratorium didn't apply. Why? What? <laughs> because Washington state has its own moratorium. Damn. Regina said state's rights. <laughs> it's true that the CDC order applies only in jurisdictions that do not have in place a moratorium on residential evictions that provides the same or greater level of public health protection than the CDC's order. But in this instance... Our state moratorium is clearly weaker because it does not prevent landlords from evicting renters like Jennifer during a deadly pandemic. I mean, it's sort of that would seem to be pretty open and shut. Goes on to say this wasn't the first time the King County Superior Court or even KN had ruled this way. KN ordered that an eviction should proceed in Nyman versus Hanley. The renter, also represented by the Housing Justice Project, appealed to the Washington State Supreme Court, which halted the eviction. And set the matter for oral, oral argument in May. Uh, they he goes on to say they halted another eviction, and uh, basically they keep halting the supreme. The state supreme court keeps halting um, these evictions that the county courts have uh, processed and said, "Yeah, we'll throw those, throw the bums out." Um, but the county courts just keep doing it anyway. Um, not really listening to the higher court. The state moratorium. I'm I'm kind of confused. So it doesn't cover evictions. It has uh, loopholes, you know. And this one, the biggest one being the uh, the sale loophole. Like if the landlord. Okay, says so so sell. so they're specifically using the sale loophole to yeah. basically, even evict. though the federal one says that. It should apply where it's stronger than the state one. Right. Which, so, like, if you try to pull this stuff under the federal CDC rule, you couldn't do it. But under state law, you can do, like, basically the fake sale um, in effect. Yeah. Okay. So, so this keeps happening, basically. The state Supreme, the county courts, uh, the superior courts keep 
processing convictions on this basis, saying, yep, you can be evicted. Yes, you can be evicted. And right now, the Supreme Court has caught a lot of them that have been appealed. Of course, not all of them are, because not all these people have counsel, right? So a few that people who managed to get counsel go through the Superior Court, get evicted on, you know, on bullshit um, that shouldn't apply, then get sent to the the Supreme Court. The state Supreme Court will stop the eviction right now. And uh, let's see, the, the article says, unless the Supreme Court steps up and issues general guidance to the Superior Courts, instead of taking these cases one by one, this same absurd story will continue to play out for renters in King County and across the state. That's a waste of blah, blah, blah. Um, Jennifer's harrowing experience is a best case scenario. It's only the lucky few who have access to legal counsel. Because again, like uh, this is happening to a lot of people and they're, they're not applying, they're not appealing it to the Supreme Court of Washington because they don't have fucking lawyers. They're just getting evicted. So uh, basically this is just one subset of people who are still being evicted in Washington state. Jesus. Like, because this is even the eviction moratoriums themselves are just for quote unquote legal evictions, like court evictions, uh, uh, an official court process where you refuse to leave when your landlord asks you nicely and they get a court involved. But most people are just being told, get out of here or are finding themselves back on rent and have been conditioned to believe that this is just an untenable scenario, that the better thing to do than getting behind on your rent is to like live in your car or in a tent with your family. And so they just leave their apartment. Now, probably a lot of people, I think just the idea of the eviction moratorium is great because it's told a lot of people in America, this is possible. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. (laughs) Because without that, you feel like you're alone. You're just a delinquent fucking drag on society who is getting in this just the worst possible thing. You've gone from, you know, you're living in your apartment because uh, out of the just the goodness of the heart of your landlord, right? They're, that's their mm-hmm. property that you, they are allowing you to live on, you know? And if you get behind on that rent, I think a lot of people cert- still now, I'm certain, I'm very certain, but hopefully a few fewer a lot of people just like get out and that's how you become homeless. Now, more people, I think probably now who have like, especially people who are maybe not used to being poor, but who have nonetheless like lost their income during COVID or, and are probably like experiencing it that way as this major change or looking at this and going, well, no, I can't be evicted. This is because of COVID. It's not my fault. Cause they're not conditioned to like think, uh, poverty is their fault, you know? Yeah. Right. The way, poor people are uh so yeah probably a lot of them are sticking in their homes um but uh but so but then those people when those people who don't just leave voluntarily go to get evicted you know get evicted by the landlord a preceding starts against them most of those are a lot of those are going through because if you get a you know if you don't have a lawyer you're it's just it's seems like it's going to go through a lot of the time because the landlord's not going to bring an eviction right to right, court right. unless they they feel like they've got a they're first of all they're probably bringing a lawyer right and they've probably feel like they've got a case right they've already decided oh yeah i'm gonna say i'm selling the place you know bullshit yeah yeah this is a pretty like flagrant loophole that's i mean it's unfortunate because 
this is like people's homes we're talking about. And I feel like that get, really gets abstracted a lot out of the conversations, even like some conversations that, you know, we and like the left have, um, you know, about, you know, homes, it's like such a core part of our lives. And just imagine that being so volatile, um, precarious and just up in the air and really just beholden to, you know, a single person who just owns that property and is really out to kick you out of that place. Um, yeah. I mean, sometimes I feel like my housing situation is just floating, suspended, subject to the whims of the tides. <laughs> with the, going with the, t- with the tide, going, uh, you know, a few knots even. <laughs> yep. Um, okay. So pity the landlord, I guess, is the point, right? And that yeah, brings us right. to uh, this week's uh, worst uh, Seattle Times, Ed Board, oh. Levin Freak, uh, oh, yeah. drop here. So like bow, 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 bow. this, um, everyone, everyone is, uh, hot on this, uh, eviction and landlord issue here. This, this is a real treat. Cause this is just like straight from this, like, uh, like ideological devotion to the petty bourgeois landlord. Um, <laughs> As Shama pointed out in um, speaking about the this bill, I don't know, yesterday or today, um, half of all landlords, half of all renters rent from landlords uh, that are corporations. And there's, you know, there's been a lot of studies of this lately. Like that's expanded hugely from like in the something 30% or something in 2008 to like 50% plus now. Um, yeah. And big those, business. those are the ones who also do the most evicting. Yeah. So, but this is from A lot the, like Jared Kushner too. I mean, like his, yeah, whole, yeah. That's his whole business model basically. And a lot of, a lot of like large corporate, um, you know, landlords, like when they say landlords, um, it is like a corporate entity that's backed by capital and even traded on the stock exchange. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Well, we're talking about know, like family run mom and pop operations like the Trump family. Yeah, exactly. In New York, yeah. Exactly. Uh, keep, the the editorial is titled "Keep Mom and Pop Landlords in Business." Hell yeah! And then you know how like the cartoon uh, rendering of a house will often have like a pointy roof. Um, imagine turning that upside down; it becomes an arrow pointing downward, and there's like a you know it's interesting. Yeah, the ha- this this is this little cartoon attached here. There's a house that's like inverted to a downward pointing arrow and out of a window is a human (laughs) form with its flailing hands as if it's like waving and screaming for help um and yet and this is like a single family dwelling and i'd just like to offer to the cartoonist that in the landlord and renter scenario it's the renter who lives in the house (laughs) you dumb fuck (laughs) Or did they, is this clip art they found and like weren't, you know, just attached to the article? Like, well, it, it, this clip art is so bizarre to me because first of all, it's in like vertical format. It looks like it's um, phone like optimized. A, like portrait mode. Yeah. It's phone optimized, but, um, it, it, it's, it's, it's a bizarre one because it looks like it came from like Microsoft PowerPoint or something like 2003 Microsoft PowerPoint clip art. Um, Amunia, uh, landlords have houses too that they can't get evicted from. 
I, I, I guess so. And maybe that's the landlord inside of that house. Like, I, but, but I, that's I'm not the house that's going down. Like, if you're going to argue to me that mom and pop landlords are like having trouble paying their mortgages, like, I, like, I don't care. Yeah, right. They don't live in those houses. The house. that's, that's a fucking that that's they they've put their fucking life savings into rent seeking. Like they don't yeah. need that's un but they don't need to do that. Fuck off. Yeah. Okay. So it's a tenant living in there that's like flailing for help. Exactly. So okay, this is from the Ed Board. State leaders are right to prevent pandemic related residential evictions. They barely are. <laughs> Droves of Washingtonians shouldn't be turned out onto the street when the eviction moratoriums eventually expire. Well, this is okay. this is generous. Go of on. Them. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> but landlords aren't the big bad wolf in every story. Ooh. Often they're small business owners struggling <laughs> to pay their own bills. Again, I, I like love- I don't care. <laughs> I just love how they just throw in that they're small business owners. You know, it's just like even within the landlord class, like there's a lot of different people. If if they'd be better off getting sympathy, creating a whole new class of just mom and pop landlords that are sub small business, like not even suggesting that they're risers and grinders, just that they're like little old ladies who like, you know, put their life savings. They, 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 you know, have been living in the house they're born in that they've owned their whole life, that they worked and then had all the this, you know, savings that they put into another small house that they rent out to like uh, you know, sub market rates to like nice young couples or something. Mm-hmm. Uh but no, we're already saying they're small business tyrants right here. Um Yeah, sympathy has gone down already. These days, many are wondering if the investment is worth the risk. <laughs> I mean, that says it all, doesn't okay. it? Okay, it's not then, I guess. Like, yeah. fuck you. Here's the Isn't thing. what risk is? You can, yeah, yes. Now, what I just wish, like, everyone who rents and everyone who's a landlord would, like, understand is, like, this isn't like every other business. You, like, it's like no other business. You could... Take your money, your capital that you don't need to survive. Because if you are, if you are a landlord, I'm sorry, you can talk to me all you want about how like you're really small time and it's just like you're just scraping by and there's blah 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 whatever. You have by definition capital, money that yeah. you don't need to live. That you have so much money that you need to use your money to make more money because there's nothing else for you to do with it. Okay. Because it's not your house. It's not like your living space. You're not living, renting out your own bedroom than sharing it with someone. That's not what we're talking about here. So you're making an investment. And the investment you are choosing to make, both under the law and just morally, is not like any other. It is a choice to get into the business, to make a business of providing housing for human beings. Right. That's not even like providing fucking food, okay? Because if you your if your shitty restaurant goes under, uh there's a whole we have under capitalism a whole market system that, you know, uh may not get everybody fed, but it really isn't crucial that your business runs, your individual business, right? It's like we have there's a market larger than that. But in the, when you're providing housing to someone, that's their fucking house. 
So you made that choice. You made a choice to get into that. And everyone who rents should fucking remember that when their fucking asshole landlord tries to guilt them into shit, uh, tries to make them feel bad about being behind on the rent, about wanting to say, sign a new fucking lease, wanting to like uh, how make them like uh, – pass on their guilt about having to raise the rent because gosh, you know, we're really, we should, we could really be offering, uh, asking for more, but we're just such good landlords. Um, they chose this. They don't have to do this. They're in a business, which in right now has made them enormous amounts of money and equity by owning fucking residential property. Like you're the fucking cherry on top of that shit. Like they could have not got in, not, you, you don't have to own multiple human dwellings as a mom and pop type individual, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, exactly. Like you can put your capital into so many different things, right? And it is a deliberate choice to get into the business. It's a fucking lucrative one. Providing housing. And it is because, it, I mean, it's a highly leveraged and lucrative one too, right? Because you can use, you know, you can like, basically it's a, it's a highly leveraged investment. You only need like 10 to 20% of the actual value of the home in order to get into it. And then the price appreciates at that rate, right? right? So the, the housing costs have gone up enormously. If you're a landlord in this town, my God, you, over any length of time, you have seen through no fucking effort of your own, but you think you're really clever for probably like, putting your savings into, you know, leveraging right your savings into, and yeah, yeah. into a, into a second house. Like you've seen your wealth explode and, you know, furthermore, then, you know, when you do build equity in that on somebody else's fucking work, somebody else is, you're just stealing from your renters, your tenants who are going to work and you're taking that money from them, stealing it from them and putting it into equity in this building that not only do you own, but then you can then leverage over again at good fucking rates too. Right. Right. Um, you can keep on just taking equity out of those houses and that's how people really do get extremely wealthy pretty fast. Yeah. Um, you know, is by just keep on taking mortgages out on your uh, houses that have appreciated in value. Right. And so, what that does is you basically now are extremely leveraged, but also you, with most investments, you have to pay premiums on stuff. This one is like considered risk-free and basically free money if you can afford the mortgage uh-huh. because the tenants pay Your the bill can. every single time, right? So you don't, mortgage. you literally like don't even have to pay this, you know, the small, relatively, you know, small monthly payment on your like, small relative to like, you know, the million dollar home that you buy. Right. Um, you know, pay like 2,500, you know, 4,000 a month. Um, you just charge however much more in rent, you know, put that money to the, basically take it from the tenants, put it into your mortgage and then pocket the rest. They don't pay the rent. Yeah. Right. So, so this, this complaining about what if the, tenants don't pay the rent it's like it's like if i was saying like why don't uh why don't people just like pay for my like internet bill and my utilities right like what why why doesn't someone else do that like these are things that you you are why doesn't somebody else pay my mortgage yeah why doesn't someone else pay my mortgage why doesn't some why doesn't you know i'm a tenant why doesn't someone else just pay my rent like that's like the expectation it's like um, why doesn't someone in order to live, like just take 
uh, half of the money they earn their meager living and just give it to me in a way that I use to uh, just get richer all the time. And they right. just have just get nothing. Yeah. To build, to build equity for myself and my own personal wealth. Yeah. You know, like that's that. So, I mean, that is a super unique investment, like not even real investments can, you know, you can usually need to pay premiums on stuff and then you, you know, get a return after. But the fact that you can now outsource and basically, you know, extract and rent sync that premium itself that you, the investor is supposed to be paying. It's, it's literally like free money and yeah. you don't need to really do much. Yeah. So, it's the cakest thing, like setup of all time, and occasionally it's a glitch. Like yeah. occasionally, it goes from absolute cake to just okay, and you know, because I guess people feel entitled to that. Like you, you turn off that tap, that fucking like uh dump truck of gold coins has been dumping on these people for years with their asset value going up and all the fucking passive money coming in like dude t- take out a fuck you could you can leverage that equity anytime in pro- the ho- home you obviously live in and your fucking multiple rental properties like go go live go live off that you know yeah. i don't know what to tell you so uh this is a quote. I would say over half of my members are asking, should I sell? Said Kyle Woodring, government affairs director for the Rental Housing Association of Washington, a Seattle-based association for independent rental owners and managers. Like they're all, yeah, they're 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 getting spooked. It's not as good an investment as it's always as it's been all this time. That yeah, that's all this really is. It's not the cakest thing in the world for everybody. It's still making money to be very clear. <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah. still making a shit ton of money. There's just, it's not, um, they actually have to put some of their money in at some point. Yeah. Like very small amount, maybe for a month, maybe cover a month's rent, you know? Yeah. Uh, and you know, there are people out there who probably haven't paid rent in a while. And it's like, again, like, yeah, well, to, I mean, that, you that, should plan for that, right? Yeah, like, right. That's like part of the investment. Equity. Yeah. Um, okay, so Washington's policymakers should encourage these entrepreneurs instead of driving them away. These entrepreneurs. Again, you're not making them sympathetic. Um, you should be calling them grandmas. Uh, yeah, yeah. Who is this for, right? Like, I thought, I thought like, away. the sympathetic, like, mythical landlord was just, like, the grandma who bought their house in, like, 1950 or something. And it's just, like, that's the only well, way they, they make wanna, a living. I know this is about, like, oh, well, boy, we have a housing crisis and we're just going to make it worse. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, this is the housing crisis. Like, the yeah. this, our, our system working this way is the crisis. And to yeah. the extent that as much as I don't give a shit, the extent that some of these people are going to get fucked and get out of this business, then I think it's pretty clear. That means the system doesn't work. Like you're yeah. not, I'm not, right. we're not going to be standing here like defending fucking all of our housing being based on f- fucking the, uh, vampiric parasitic like practice of, uh, landlordism like fuck off like we need public housing yeah. um governor jay inslee missed an opportunity to fine-tune the state eviction moratorium to help struggling renters without necess- unnecessarily burdening small landlords he had plenty of models to choose from 
Minnesota's moratorium allows landlords to evict problem tenants who endanger others or cause significant property damage. (laughs) Okay, keep that in mind. Uh, New York's protects small property owners from tax lien sales and foreclosure. I mean, sure. I don't. I think that seems yeah. like a, probably a reasonable thing to include in the, yeah. the larger moratorium, but whatever. Again, I don't actually care. Uh, California requires renters to swear under penalty of perjury that they're suffering from COVID-19 related financial hardship and pay 25% of their rent. Um, fuck that. I mean, that's first of all, the means test, swear under penalty of perjury. Again, we talk about means testing, like... The point of means testing is to just deny people in an avalanche of bureaucratic bullshit in proving this yeah. shit. Um, even if there's not much test to it, if it's just you have to sign a thing that says this, like, whatever. It, the, the purpose of these things, it's good that these these are totally blanketed. They should fix the, they should, yeah, we, sh- we should be doing a lot of things to fix our fucking wider housing and financial problems. And yes, like states should, like Washington should fix problems that arise out of this uh, moratorium, but having it be fairly blanketed, although we know it's not, uh, is the right thing because any means test is just going to be used to as another way to get out of it, which of course they're doing anyway. So I don't even know why I'm saying this. And then a more that, uh, requires you to pay 25% of your rent to not be evicted. I mean, (laughs) okay. Like, I'm sorry. Like the, the economy is falling apart. People are like destitute. Like you yeah. got to keep coming back to this. Like we're almost talking about this in the terms of like normal fucking, I think there should be an eviction moratorium forever, even under good times. Mm-hmm. But like, we're talking yeah. about like they had to do this because it's going to cause absolute fucking bedlam. It still is. People are deep in debt to their fucking landlords. Uh, and this it's, and no, nothing is being done to fundamentally address that. Nothing. And when something is, I'm sure it is going to end up benefiting landlords exclusively. So I don't know why. I mean, I guess that's why the Times has to keep punching the clock with this shit to make sure that's the case. But Washington's moratorium prohibits evictions for any reason other than imminent threat to health and safety, active criminal activity. Wait a minute. I mean, that sounds like the shit they were calling for earlier. Like, yeah. So, sorry, would that not cover um, tenants who endanger others or cause significant property damage? Those sound like criminal activity. Sounds like a synonym to me. Uh, and I mean, sounds like this is more expansive. So, yeah. I don't know what why they fucking cited that. Or if the landlord intends to sell or live in the property. Oh. As we said, there's no uh, method for uh, making sure this is like real because we're seeing that no one's checking up on this shit. They, I, they probably have to sign a letter. I'm guessing the way this works is they probably do have to sign a letter, uh, when they're petitioning the court for the eviction that says, I'm planning to live in this sort of thing, but like probably just says that I'm planning to do this and they can change their mind later and have no legal reproduct repercussions as we've seen that, you know, uh, that is the case. So, the blanket prohibition not only protects thousands of renters in crisis, but every renter who isn't, as in isn't in crisis, at property <laughs> owner's expense, expense. I mean, this is this like, oh, but the rich people are getting this benefit too. Yeah. Which is like, 
It's like in every other scenario, fuck off. I don't care. Now, does it suck if you're a if you're a small mom and pop landlord with like one rental property that you're renting to some rich asshole who won't pay you and is going to like lawyer themselves out of ever paying you because of the eviction moratorium, I guess. But if that yeah, is yeah. what was, again, I don't think the system works, you know, I'm not defending yeah, like the system. The, the whole, yeah, exactly. And I think that this system feels so ubiquitous that we can't even look past it to say that there are other alternatives other than having a global market determine and have power over the value of your home in general, right? Like to yeah. try to reform this system is unreformable and it hurts really um, all parties that aren't these corporations that are backed by capital, right? Like these mom and pops, you know, they, if they're struggling and they can't even figure out a way to prop up their own investment properties, which are basically for them to provide housing, their whole thing, like the contract that they're signing just like with their tenants is that they will provide housing to these people and they're able to, you know, do it. Um, and they can't, right. And the tenants can't pay. I mean, that means this, then they're not, yeah. Then means to fundamentally provide housing, um, does not work under, you know, this free market system, like a global market that we're in. As if we, need, we didn't need the pandemic to figure that out either. Right, right. And so, you know, there are m- many more alternatives that don't involve having a literal landlord, which is great. You know, I think that is really funny that we have um, people called landlords still. Like, it's very, like, feudal in a way. Well, it's like um, you can't, I mean, there's nothing, there's never... The, the, it's something, it's a piece of feudalism the bourgeois revolutions never did away with. There's never like, it's not like a thing that came back. It's like a, a phrase that never went away because it just yeah. never, never did, you know? It, yeah. The Jacobins didn't really, you know, take care of that one. They were busy with other things, I guess. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it is just this, um, this piece left over from like, you know, like absolute like monarchy feudalism and, you know, I think that we can look at, you know, just like why do we need to have this precarious ass, fragile ass um, market system to determine basic, basic necessities of human life, like, you know, a home Um, that doesn't have to be on the market that can be provided directly, you know, publicly by the government and, um, you know, doesn't even have to have a landlord um, tenant relationship either too yeah so okay of the nearly 212,000 washington households who told census surveyors they owed a month or more in back rent during the first half of march 26,500 respondents about 12 percent of those said that they hadn't experienced unemployment loss unemployment or loss of income Meaning, so of all the enormous number of people who are behind on rent, apparently 12% told the census also that they hadn't, uh, they're not, they weren't, it wasn't because they were unemployed at any point during the pandemic. Uh, More than 10,000 households with rent delinquencies reported annual household earnings of 100,000 or more. 
you are making a hundred thousand. That's great. But then a landlord can just suck that out of you too. Um, well, it's you know, also and, like, I mean, we don't know what, whoever these people are, they're really being used as bait here too, because this is a fucking red herring ultimately. Right. Because like, it's again, it's this like, Oh look, there's the rich people getting away with something. It's like, no shit, man. Like, yeah, like, no shit. They're America. pissing in my face every day. I get yeah. it. If they're getting away with not paying their rent, God bless them. But like, you're trying to like distract me here from the actual problem that a bunch of poor people are going to be thrown out on the street, and I don't care because who is actually getting like thrown out. Like, we talk about like attorneys access to all of that shit. Like, you know, um, it's happening to poor people, and it's happening. I mean, those are the majority of like you know tenants too, right? Like. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. Some look, if you're if you're a savvy rich person, you're looking at this pandemic going, oh, this is a free loan backed by the government till such and such dates. Free money. Maybe you're fucking leveraging your fucking rent to uh, make, you know, some to buy an NFT or something. Right. Exactly. Like so. I, I, that's fine. Great. I mean, you're fucking your landlord that way. Two rich people fucking each other. Like it's a cut throat fucking world you want to be an entrepreneur and fucking like invest in real estate like again it sounds like you made a bad bet you know like go fuck yourself i don't care but don't use this bullshit to confuse me that like uh just because i hate rich people uh means that we need to like uh you know strip these protections they're getting away with it so i guess we should you know have landlords uh (laughs) <laughs> be able to evict whoever they want. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it, even if lawmakers earmark enough money to cover rents that have gone unpaid during the pandemic, which uh, remains to be seen, higher income households may not qualify for rent assistance. Landlords will be left holding the bag. Okay. <laughs> Again, they're punching the clock on this one, but it's like, <laughs> I'm fucking sorry. There is zero fucking potential that there's going to be a uh, like broad rental like assistance program that doesn't end up basically mostly helping the landlords. I mean, this is going to be a massive subsidy to landlords if it happens at all. And you're talking about some case where somehow because the person who's been behind on their rent because of the pandemic is wealthy that they won't qualify for the rental assistance. Okay. I mean, again, for all the reasons I just said, I don't care about that scenario. You made a bad bet Two rich people fucking each other. I don't care, but honestly, I don't see it happening. If, if any like massive thing gets passed, somehow the landlords are going to come out of it. Okay. And yeah. Um, Large companies can spread losses and legal expenses over huge portfolios, but many mom-and-pop landlords don't have that luxury. Without help, they'll be forced to sell or otherwise take rentals off the market, exacerbating Washington's (laughs) housing shortage. They'll be forced to sell their extremely lucrative investment that they probably have a a huge amount of equity, even if they've only bought for a few years and they'll still make a profit out of it. Right. They'll, they'll be forced to sell for a massive profit because they bought 10 years ago after the fucking housing market crashed. And then, and they've seen it fucking, (laughs) uh, like rocket in price. Fucking incredible. Members of the house committee and, Housing, Human Services, and Veterans edged in the right 
decision Thursday, sending blah, 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 passing degree. The bill would limit the terms of repayment plans for back rent and give tenants the right to counsel and eviction proceedings. Initially, it would have allowed landlords to receive only up to 5000 for the past year's unpaid rents. An amendment increased that to 15000 in rental debt accrued by low-income tenants during and immediately after the emergency, which will help landlords cover costs. So that... Um, uh, you know, that's a bill that may end up getting passed. Um, so, but again, they're still worried about like landlords in general are going to get up to 15,000, even out of this version for low income people, rent tenants. Um, and they're worried about like the handful who have like rich tenants that they're just going to have to sue. I'm sorry, take them to court. <laughs> like what do you, they have yeah. money. The, right. You can't, you, you can't squeeze blood from a fucking stone. So you're going to get it from the government. Go squeeze the blood from the other vampires, dude. Like this is this is like a fight between two fucking um, undead ghouls. Like, I don't yeah. care. Like, yeah, you're going to need this money from the government because you can't get it out of the poor. What you do between two rich people like who owe each other money. I That is not my fucking problem. You'll well, no, never. There's make a me lot care. of like civil suits around that. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, that's what the courts are for, dude. Figure yeah. the fuck out. Um, but so what they're, so like, so they're not going to be in any unusual, like, uh, compromised position. They're just asking for free money is all it is. Yeah. It's like, make sure we get point widen that funnel so we get some of that money yes yes we could just do what we normally do when rich people don't pay their rent which they do all the time because that's how rich people think they're like wait <laughs> i can get away with not paying someone some money even for a little while Sh- great yeah, fuck it why that's, not you don't you, know, you don't pay until you have to that's how that's what being rich is all about uh yeah. so that's what's happening now and they're like yeah 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 we could just do the normal thing and sue them for it and eventually <laughs> and you know chalk what we lose up to the cost of doing business but man if there's a fucking money funnel coming like give give me some <laughs> um cool uh well that uh really sucks uh whatever it's good news that uh you know seattle tenants now have a legal right to fucking counsel again i don't know when that uh, goes into effect but hopefully i don't know there's no real reason why it wouldn't be right away because I mean, we are we do have an infrastructure for public defense, so and there's not shouldn't be that many eviction proceedings going. But if you're a renter out there and you're aware of the eviction moratorium, and but you're thinking, gosh, I don't even want to. What am I going to do? Go to court and fight it when they're still trying to evict me? Well, now you know you you can get yourself a fucking lawyer. Uh, I yeah. mean, I, Jenny hasn't signed it yet, so it certainly isn't law like as of today, but I suspect it will be soon. And I don't I don't know why it wouldn't go into effect right away. Yeah. You know, I think just know your rights as a tenant. <clears throat> I think it's really important and really landlords get um, really depend on you not knowing your rights as a tenant. Uh, so, you know individually that's a great thing to do if you're in a whole apartment complex look into forming a tenants union i mean you do have power you do have rights and you know the more solidarity and uh you know you can like have with one another um it can lead to really big wins because ultimately it is an oppressive relationship that that you're in yeah right on yeah okay 
thanks everybody. Uh, oh, uh, new patron this week. Hey, let's go. Uh, one Cerise, friend of the show. Yeah. So, uh, love, thank love you. Thank you for Y'all supporting. Y'all haven't heard uh, last week's uh, episodes with Cerise. Uh, go and listen to them. They're, they're an all-timer on the Mechanical Freak Archive. So, Cerise is amazing. Yeah. Um, really good episode uh, with last week with Alvin and Cerise. And, and Cerise was on the Patreon last week, too. And, um, yeah. and you can check out their show. Uh, what's it called? Uh, Clout Dynasty. Clout Dynasty. I tuned yeah. in for a few minutes uh, yesterday, I think, uh, when you posted it, Munya. Uh, yeah, you hopefully. should check out the full episode, too, because it's recorded, so you can go back and view it. It is it is quite an incredible show, y'all. Um, <laughs> it probably, is pretty like, good. I described it as... Were, I tuned in. They were, they were um, trashing uh, simultaneously taking down Ben Shapiro and John yeah. Lennon. And I was like, yeah. man, that's, that's a move that I appreciate. So <laughs> yeah, they're undefeated. Um, Steven's like rap that he did off the top too. Yeah. Th- yeah. I watched, I saw that, you know, impeccable. Uh, I'd never, I was never into the raps before, but um, you know, that white boy, he, uh, yeah, he's got, he's got some flow. He's got bars. He's feeling like the white Hobson. <laughs> <laughs> um cool all right thanks everybody like the white logic to you know tune into the patreon you can check we do for those of you who don't know we do uh two episodes a week um for all of those of you who've been missing colin the last few weeks he has been on all the patreon episodes i think lately yeah just not it just hasn't worked out for him to make the uh Bain app so you know if you want that Colin fix you that's all that's that's the place you gotta go all right bye everybody bye